Hello and welcome to Columboys, a podcast all about the pearl-handled, brass-buttoned, yacht-cruising world of Lieutenant Columbo. I'm Mac, and with me as always is my good friend, Ben. Hi. My bad friend, Julian, will not be joining us. Turn off the podcast, Julian. You're not welcome. You're not forgiven. What did Julian do? I don't want to talk about it. Sorry about that, Ben. Welcome. Welcome, (laughs) It's all right. We can... Okay. This week, we're talking about the third episode of season one, Deadweight. This episode was written by John Dugan and stars Eddie Albert, whose best-known role, according to IMDb, is Roman Holiday, but they are very wrong. It is, of course, Green Acres, uh, which is set in the fictional town of Hooterville. Uh, Green Acres is the story of a New York City lawyer who throws away his career to live the simple life in the country, dragging his socialite wife along with him. Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Wait. Is, is Green Acres really set in Hooterville? I don't have time to deal with that right now, Benjamin. I'm reading my pre-written introduction. Oh, okay. You wouldn't necessarily think that this is a premise that you could get six seasons of television out of, but uh, they did, somehow. Um, as you well know, Benjamin, obviously, you just spoke about it, Green Acres was set in the larger Hooterverse, which also contained uh, the shows <laughs> Petticoat Junction and the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh. Uh, some have argued that the modern interconnected Marvel uh, fr- film franchise owes a lot to Green Acres um maybe i I mean someone may have said that at some point i can't prove that no one has well uh so the last episode of green acres aired just six months before this episode i don't have a joke about that but it's kind of interesting uh eddie albert passed away in 2005 but he left behind a legacy of farm specific fish out of water comedy that will endure for all time that concludes the pre-written portion of uh the program all right and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and now i'm uh, open to discussing the hooterverse the, the hooterverse okay uh buckle up everybody because we're throwing colombo out, the, it's out gone the, now yep it's, it's gone now this is all green acres all, all the way down now. yes and also the beverly hillbillies hooterverse that's right uh hooterville that's i'm uh anyway uh yeah dead weight <laughs> oh we're not going to talk about the hooterverse because i know I, I have a lot of stuff we can i i think it's going to have to it's going to have to back burn. That's going to be on our... Si- yeah, that's our bonus episode, <laughs> That's Mac. on our sister podcast, yeah. Keeping Up With The Hooters. Oh. Maybe. No. All right, we'll workshop the name. No. Um, <laughs> so, Dead Weight. Hootermania? Yeah, Hootermania is not bad. Oh. I mean, it is bad. No, it's terrible. But it is not bad for what we're talking about. Okay, Dead uh, Weight. Dead Weight. Uh, the basic premise of this is a... Somebody gets shot. Somebody gets shot. And then Columbo catches the guy who shoots him. That's right. There, That's right. we did it. No. Uh, <laughs> Podcast <laughs> over. Podcast oh, over. the quickest one yet. That's All right, we're doing good. We're getting these down. Yep. I like it. No, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a retired general right. uh, who gets a visit from his colonel buddy who has been giving him juicy federal contracts right. that then he has been overcharging for and making a mint on right and, and uh, presumably giving a kickback to this right uh, so they've so. been scamming the government out of money not that this is an uncommon thing uh and uh, <laughs> this is barely makes a blip these days i know oh, oh. Uh, anyway um and uh and and then uh yeah the general shoots him yes and, because uh, this guy is the only guy who can link uh who company. can right who because can somehow for some reason they would still have i think they'd still be able to yeah the books would tell the story i would think so but yeah, apparently without I guess, this guy i i guess that he could continue to just say well every single uh contract we took we hit on un, unexpected expenses and right. right like so he shoots this guy anyway. 
the murder uh, is bang, witnessed bang. by a woman played by Suzanne Plachette, mm-hmm. uh, who, uh, you Mrs. know, older. Stewart. Mrs. Right? Stewart. Older, yes. uh, older listeners may remember the Bob Newhart show. Uh, she played Bob Newhart's wife. Uh, this right. is the one where he That's was where a I dentist, not the one where he was an inn owner in New England. Wait, there are different. There are two Bob Newhart, Newhart show. Okay. I don't have time to go into that. That's a whole. That's a. This is that's for uh, uh, just Bob, just Bob stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's a different yeah. podcast. What about Bob? What about Bob is uh, actually okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! You beat me. You beat me. Sorry, Mac. Uh, all right. No, that's where I recognize her from. Yeah, and she's she's charming. She's Although charming. she's wearing a like a bandana print jacket. Yes, we are. Yeah. Solidly in the 1970s with the fashion in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in a big, big way. A lot of paisley. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, flares. Yes. There's there's quite a lot of flair to, well, really trousers. Yes, a lot of pants. About that. Yeah. A lot of, lot of, lot of wide, wide leg pants. We like to call those bell bottoms. A lot of uh, bandanas. Mm-hmm. A lot of odd, odd hats. Some butt jokes. Some, some butt jokes. The stern comment that oh. the guy makes when they take the <laughs> sailboat back in. Um, so I didn't so Mrs. specifically Stewart, read that as the 1970s, but sure. Well, her reaction indicates that it is a well, 1970s. Is, I would say that joke. this is probably the most comedic that a Columbo has tried to be. It really? has the most, like, I mean, so far. Oh, okay. Of the ones that we've I watched. I mean, you've seen more than No, I I'm saying so. there are definitely ones that are more comedic than this, but I'd say of the ones we've watched, this is the first, like, one where jokes, like, yes. Like, they're just scenes that have gags in them yeah and and well i mean well so so it's mrs stewart and uh hold on i have to look and uh uh mrs walters is her it's mother her mother yes because she's because she's divorced Miss right. stewart is divorced uh mrs walters is kind of an awful mean human yeah everyone is terrible to uh, to to um, Mrs. Stewart, Mrs. Stewart, yeah. except for Columbo, who is only kind of terrible. To right, her. he's semi-terrible. <laughs> he's terrible to her in the general 1970s paternalistic way. Yes, that uh, men are de- men men who are good men quote are to women. Thank, I appreciate that yes. quote. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's a lot nicer than literally everyone else in this. I think he's the only person who is <laughs> who is only kind of mean to her to sort of well, tell her to stick up for herself right basically. he's trying to like to to counteract all the terrible right. like absolutely terrible yeah. stuff so that's... uh but yeah getting back to the basics of the plot so mm-hmm. they so she sees it her mother is horrible and is like you didn't see anything and is generally her mother is clearly meant to be like a sort of caricature slash joke character in that she is just constantly kind of being mean and nagging and nasty in the parlance of the time a shrewish woman thank you yes uh and so uh so mrs stewart calls the cops to report that she saw a man shoot another man Mm -hmm. while they were out on this boat and so of course they you know get columbo to go check it out yes uh and then the because, well, the reason they involve Colombo is because this the the murderer is, is a former general, right. so it's a high it's and a the, high status, right? And the beat cops recognize that he is a former general, and he's extremely respected, and right. has this you know history of honors and et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And so, uh, so they engage homicide because they don't want to be the ones to go up to the general, mm-hmm. and uh, 
and so Columbo kind of goes through the stuff with the general. It's the general, you know, the typical yeah. sort of routine. So, so basically, the the uh, to, to just speed it along. So yeah. the the general denies that anything happened. He right. says, "I was home alone. Uh, she must have been seeing things." Mm-hmm. And but then he also figures out through talking to Columbo, uh, who the like some clues that he uses to right. track down the and witness. Goes, yeah. And he goes to her, and then begins just gaslighting the fuck out of her yeah it's a gaslighting for the, courtship, in, the and entire uh, rest of the show so fucking creepy it's so weird i hate it so much even if it even if there wasn't the murder subplot his courtship of her is awful. weird and terrible yeah it's really awful <laughs> he and like he like tells her that uh like oh you know you've never been a mother but uh maybe you didn't win that battle but maybe you'll win the war someday it's like right cool she yeah. just she just accused you of murdering a guy like literally and now the day before and now you're hitting on her saying like I'd like to put a baby in you yeah like that's cool yeah that's real cool no it's not no great. it's gross yeah. it's really gross he's un- and it's, he's unpleasant oh I I really that that was the thing that I struggled with through this whole thing and I and 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 that was what I was trying to make sense of because this all seemed like it was mostly a push-pull around the witness. Yeah. And it is for it, most uh, of it. Yeah, like 90%, I would say. And then and then uh uh and then kind of your your you know like well there's I mean twofold. One, the body turns up. I right. mean, he he apparently weighted it down, but sharks got to the body the and, chains or right, right. whatever it was, yeah. However, he weighted it down. I mean, he you should have taken a... your cues from Dexter. You should have carved up the body and weighted them better but hey whatever. yeah murderers yeah 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 you should I totally put it to take you cues. why aren't you dismembering bodies right from a that's what ben says from a show that ben, is not real and also did not exist when this was written ben definitely endorses the uh dismemberment of corpses i do not i do not <laughs> the seal of <laughs> I, approval gonna, god damn it I ben, do Swallow not says, ben Swallow says, make sure to chop the body up and put it in a garbage bag, kids. That's right, kids. You know what to do. Yeah. Please don't murder anyone. Please don't dismember their corpses. That's very disrespectful. Hey, I just want to say this. And this is, you know, I know that I said some shit about Julian earlier, but this is to anyone, any murderers who are listening to this. Don't listen to our podcast. I do not want murderers to listen to this podcast. Yeah. 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 This is not a podcast for non-murderers. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Fictional murderers only on this podcast. Yeah, we're standing up. Yeah. To, yeah, standing right. up to those sure, why not? murderers who we'll never see. Hopefully. Yeah, I hope not. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's really like the meat of it. And and the, so the body resurfaces and then Columbo basically has an epiphany and then, you know, the murder weapon and, you know, and, and it's it's not... It's not that it is bad. It is just that it sort of, like the body, bubbles up kind of out of nowhere. Like, it's not that it doesn't exist in sort of the story, but it's just like most of this episode is centered around the general gaslighting Mrs. Stewart, and it is really upsetting and creepy and unpleasant. Yeah. And then, you know, basically at the end, Columbo figures out there's no way he didn't keep that pearl handled revolver that's probably the murder weapon yeah so i mean that that that's kind of the disappointing thing about this particular one yeah is that the solution doesn't really follow from the rest of the story no it absolutely i mean i, I mean the per, the pearl handled thing is introduced 
later. Yeah. Well, so like the the props are there. Like it's clearly it clearly exists at the beginning when, right. when he shoots the guy. We and don't then, nec- you don't necessarily get a good look at it though. No, I mean it's it's one of those things that it it just kind of rolls through. But but it's not. It's just not part of the main thrust of the story. Right. I I, I do actually. There that is reminds yeah, me. There's that a I, so just for a little bit of clarity. He, hmm. It's stated in a news story. There's there's like this news story about the general. Right. That he was like a cat, like a kind of a cowboy. Yeah. Uh, general, and he ha- always wore like riding boots, and he always had a a pearl handle. Well, pistol. they talk they talk about his appearance and sort of like how how much of a sort of showboat it seems like right. he was. He was the Iron Horseman. Was yeah. That yeah. Which is also the name of his boat. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like a lot of that to sort of build up that he took pride in his yes in the presentation of himself and he took pride in his work and all right. of those things. And so so this is so ultimately his downfall is that his pride his pride, but unfortunately, <laughs> there's the things before that don't really lead into it. Right. So it, the the stuff about his pride is is kind of like it, it's not that they don't bring it up. It's just that it it's. It's almost like it's a subplot, I yes. would say. Yeah. And the main plot just does not lead you towards yeah. the conclusion uh, of this episode. And that that is a little bit of a bummer. However, that's bad. I mean, that's bad. Yeah, that's, that's just bad, bad mystery. Writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But uh but however, uh his tuxedo <laughs> yes. Is real good. He's very well tailored. Yes. He's not always well dressed, but he's no, always no, no, well no. tailored. No, there's that other jacket that yeah. is like that weird blue, like it's a bright blue blazer with like a belted half back. And then it has like bellows flapped buttoned pockets that are not patched. They're actually like welted pockets in there, which is just, I've never seen bellows pockets like that I and take i hope for it i hope i never do again mac all right i hope i never do again i understand there's some crimes against fashion is yeah what you're saying. no but that tuxedo was just right. really flawless it's i mean like eddie a, albert has a good he's got a good yep. form yeah for, a, for I mean, a suit he's a handsome know. man he also i think was not particularly well cast no i i uh i i think they needed someone who is a little more one a little more grisly you needed someone who's like a little more. You think? Well, because he's like a general. He's like a war veteran. Well, sure, but and Eddie Alb- I, I maybe, and this is just because I have seen so much Green Acres, but I do not see him as either tough or suave <laughs> or any of that. No, that's so that fair. might be just because there was association. So, um, so, I, so I'll just say that like the reason that it kind of sort of worked for me yeah. is because. Uh, he reminded me a little bit of a British actor who plays, I think it's General Haig in uh, Black Adder Goes Forth. But uh, um, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's okay. obscure. But my point is, is like there's there's some yeah. craggy similarities in the features that sort of spoke general to me. So I think that yeah. I, I'm not saying that it's I, a perfect He cast, just has a soft, he has a soft look to me. He doesn't have a tough look to that's me. That's fair. You have seen him a lot in Green Acres. I mean, Green, and, yeah. I mean, the thing in Green Acres is that he is a soft city boy who knows nothing of the right. country life. And so my association with seeing his his face is as a soft, is boy. As a soft boy. Yeah, that's A soft, fair. sweet boy I, who I knows understand. nothing of, of the way, of the, of our country ways. But I'll just let you know, I don't think the casting was as bad for me. Having said that, yeah, I think you are probably correct about that casting, given that he was 
in this after Green Acres. Six, yeah, he'd been on Green Acres right. for so six So everyone would be like, oh, years. he's a soft boy, and now he's this hard-ass yeah. general. I also feel like the guy they got for the corporal looked like a little boy. Well, like he was like supposed to be, I mean, I think he was 40. Yeah. But he had a very like innocent it, it, page boy yes. kind of look to him. Well, yeah. And and that that was exacerbated by the fact that his jacket didn't fit. Yes, like the that definitely waist, did not help. The waist was definitely brought like kind of correct in that that was snug, yeah. but the shoulders were too big and the sleeves were a little long. And, and it's enough that it made it seem like he was wearing his dad's jacket. Yeah. I, this, this, is a, this is a weird one that I think... I don't think this one is terrible. No. I mean, but it's not great. It's, it's not. It's okay. It uh, Here's here's what I'll say about it. Yeah. Because uh, it's not that I didn't enjoy watching it. Yeah. But there are some weird things like the scene on the boat where, like, they definitely wanted to shoot it. Like, we're on an actual boat. We didn't green screen this or anything. So they're yelling, and it's not, like, the sound's not great. Yeah. You and know, there's some and, definite like ADR. Yeah, stuff. there's a lot of stuff. You know, there's some weird stuff like that. I'll say that the general's little rotating panel where he hid the corpse wrapped up in plastic was really <laughs> nice touch. I it's like that insane. a lot. Insane. I know. It's insane. First of all, that he has a right. crazy why you, secret. Why, yeah. Why do you have a secret compartment? Yeah. In your house, like it's, it's very is, 1970s. It's very 1970s, and it's very 1970s game show or like Bond yeah. villain. Right. Yeah. Well, like match game, like rotates yes. their contestants Absolutely. out. You know, in the 70s, and I guess now Alec Baldwin does that too. But um, but yeah, so it had that kind of vibe, and that's a weird. But but there was that kind of stuff. Um, we did get to see quite a bit of Bert in the yeah. diner. Um, Mr. Chili. The, act, the actor's name uh, escapes me, but yes, Bert returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, l- beloved bit character, Bert. Right. Well, the, during uh, that exposition on the television about the general, yes. uh, Bert clearly has this huge man crush on the general. <laughs> yes. um, and then the next time we see him, Bert is basically the reason that Columbo catches the general. Yeah. Because afterwards, he's showing Columbo, like, here's all my war stuff I couldn't bear to throw out. Right. And, Col- and it, he's actually yeah. sort of doing a Columbo story to Columbo, right? Because he's talking about his wife, mm-hmm. he, like like this this off screen wife, like ah, my wife. She says, you know, you hold on to everything. You're a pet rat, right? So I, you know, so I guess it's I can't. Me or the stuff. I yeah, guess yeah. I can't get rid of the stuff. I guess you know, maybe my wife is right about me, Columbo. Yeah. And Columbo's like, yeah, he wouldn't have gotten rid yeah. of it. That's clearly the point where he goes. No, I got this. Yeah, and then yeah. he makes phone call and uh, solves the crime yeah. off screen. Off screen, and then <laughs> yeah, and then tells us about it, and then traps the traps the general. Yeah, yeah, yep. At the museum where everything is. Yeah, it like it's it's interesting because um, the one previous to this one that we watched, uh, Death Lends a Death Lends a Hand. Thank you. Um, the the solution is not. A piece of evidence that we had previously, right? So, but it's much more satisfying because it, like the 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 catching is is sort of from the story, like it's yeah. drawn out from the it's, actual events of the story, right? Like it's it includes what is essentially a fabrication on Columbus' part, but it is all it is all to set up, yes, the the it's murderer. the it's the actions that give him away, and right? Not, not like a clue that appears out of nowhere right yeah that uh we couldn't have known about in the first place yeah it's not it's not the clue that descends from the deus ex machina yeah yeah and this one 
again, it's not that the clue, it's not that the pistol didn't exist. It's just that it's so, it's so underplayed in the script that when it comes out, it just doesn't feel too satisfying. It almost feels like, well, we just needed to kind of wrap this up because we hit our time. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. And then, yeah, I mean, he, like the, in addition to the murder victim, he has also ruined Susan Plachette's like mind right. basically how can she ever trust another person yeah she witnessed a murder and then the murderer like tried to convince her she was in she was crazy right and romanced her and it seemed like she was kind of falling in love with this no, guy it totally was working so yeah she, yeah, yeah. yeah. although i do appreciate her line to columbo at the end when he's like oh my niece got divorced and you know then she met another guy and now she's got six kids and she's like do you really have a niece like <laughs> where's it's like we're we're what four five in yeah and and we've got that little slip of i think a lot of your stories yeah, are bullshit you're columbo. Stuff up. yeah um interesting uh bit of trivia according to imdb uh, according to IMDb as a regular segment on, uh, <laughs> on the Columbo's, um, apparently Pierre Falk was a dick on set for the filming of this. Really? So much so that uh, Susan Plachette, who had been friends with him for a while, refused to speak with him for a year. Oh, and geez. Eddie Albert called him, said he was an asshole, like to his face on set. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Pierre Falk was kind of like a, he was like a rat packy kind of guy. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think he was necessarily as sweet as Columbo was, I, you know, that's fine. Right. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, let's be real. When we have, when there's a character that we like in yes. film and television, right. generally as an audience, we kind of want the actor portraying them, Yeah. you know, to be a charming yes. human. Especially, and, especially when it's someone, something as iconic as like a Columbo yes. or, or that sort of thing. You want the person connected with this sort of heartwarming lovable guy to right. be lovable as well but that's of course not but that's not always right the case. And, I, I have and, a feeling he he was a lovable guy but he could also be an asshole right as can we all right i was gonna say which is <laughs> really a more realistic portrayal of a human, human beings being. yeah right, right right but i will say that uh this is the first this is the first step episode that we've seen where uh it's started to poke at that itch where i've been like oh this kind of makes me want to smoke a cigar again. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to, but yeah. it's just the, like, I, you know, it, it is that thing of, like, we've been watching Columbo. I've really been enjoying this. I'm yeah. really kind of just Well, the fact that, it. so, so uh, a little behind the scenes, behind the magic, uh, Ben bought the Blu-rays. We've previously been watching DVDs. Ben bought the Blu-ray, well, which actually, is a Japanese. We talked about this last week. On, on the uh, we did that's right we mentioned it and we i was like i'm it. gonna see if i could and turns out it was way easier than we thought yeah because... a, little, a little pricey but but uh but not as pricey as all of the sort of upsellers because it turns out amazon japan still had them oh there you go and you can order direct from them and then uh yeah we got it and they have japanese subtitles which is but it comes rad, in a little cigar box fake cigar a little box. fake cigar extremely box. fake cigar extremely box. fake i mean yeah. it, it looked real enough that before right. i before physically touched, touched it, it right. i thought it, it was wood so yeah but um, uh but no it's actually really great i went back and rewatched uh deathlands a hand and mm-hmm. And uh, because, you know, my marker is like the detail on the suit. Right. Yeah. And and so I could immediately be like, that's not a that's not a, you know, a plaid or a check. That's that's nail head. Hmm. 
and I, you know, and that's and that, for that matters me. to you. Very well, much. it's it's exciting because <laughs> yes. those are the details. Like we were watching this and the tux. Mm-hmm. We didn't even mention this, and I guess this is the last thing I'm really going to mention. But <laughs> but he's walking around in this tux because he's going to be given an award or honored. At yes, this he's dinner. going to a dinner for his, and that's because what the news story is about, stuff. right? Yeah. But uh, there's a point where there's just a little blip of the vent in the back. That it that exposes, and I saw a peak of the lining, and uh-huh. thought, "Oh wow," because it's very bright. And then later on, he takes that jacket off to put on, you know, a jacket to take his boat out and dump the corpse. And uh, when he takes it off, you get to see all oh, of the God. lining in the jacket, and oh. it is so vibrant and crazy. I was honestly surprised it was not just all paisley. I want to talk about the shirt he was wearing underneath that jacket. He is wearing. Oh, it's so sheer. He's wearing like it's like a. Uh, a uh, well, so, so opaque dicky basically, and yeah. then like sheer like a mesh. So and shirt. this is this is a thing that like you'll see this in a couple of the bonds. I think it's uh, I don't remember if it's Dalton or more, but in yeah. a couple of theirs where they're wearing dinner jackets and that kind of thing, you get a peek at their their formal shirt, their tuck shirt. Yeah, and it's the same thing where like it's the pleated front that is the bib front. Sure, like but a then, standard tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. It's just that the rest of the shirt, except for like the cuffs and the collar, are, is almost completely sheen. And I don't, I, I don't why? know uh, why. <laughs> other than like, I guess maybe you get warm under there, and then you don't wear an undershirt underneath, right? It as well, but also, which I like, also find weird. Yeah. Anytime you're wearing a formal shirt and not an undershirt underneath. Well, I mean, the I reason why. Strange. So the reason why the the bib. Yeah. is there is because that is the only part anyone is ever supposed to see right you're not supposed to take that jacket off or if you do you're supposed to have a vest that covers it but clearly that shirt is an era where that jacket ain't coming off unless your whole thing is coming off i, w- I would have been very happy if i had never seen that shirt that's fair it was very upsetting to me to see eddie <laughs> to see eddie albert essentially shirtless you didn't need to see i all did that, not Eddie. no i'm good Th- those were some green acres which i did not yeah uh those were not the place to be well hey i think that'll do that'll it for do us. it right there apparently um so this has been the columboys uh i am mac i'm ben and uh just one more thing hey what fuck you julian wow yeah i don't i'm mad at that guy man i'm I, mad at him you're gonna have to tell me what happened with julian i'm not i'm not on the podcast Columboys is hosted by Mac Johnson and Ben Swallow. You can follow them on Twitter at MacJ and at DandyGeek. The Columboys theme is by Seth Boyer. For more information about this and other great Waffle Media projects, you can go to waffle.media. Thanks for listening.